Welcome to Loka, everyone. I'm Erin. And I'm Rochelle. And this episode's kind of all about fillers. It's just filler overload. We actually had a different podcast coming your way today, but we had a listener write us a question about fillers. And so we said, screw it. We're just going to have a conversation. We usually like to prepare with a little outline and things, get all our facts straight, but we threw it away. We're just going to, we're just going to talk today. We're going to fucking wing it. We're just going to do whatever we want. We don't give a shit. (laughs) And fillers is a little bit of an overwhelming topic because where do you start? But we'll we'll give you all our information, see how it goes. Yeah. It might be a shit show. Just bear with us. (laughs) (laughs) Just whatever. Anyways, so let's talk about, all right, let's start from like top of the head and work our way down. But wait, before we do that, I just want to say real quick, all these really young girls doing like a shit ton of filler and they're all these like Instagram models and all that. I I just, I really think they're overdoing it and everyone can start to look like the other. Everyone's starting to look the same. So I just want to say if you're looking to get filler, please just keep in mind that you want to keep like your face the same. Also, I don't really think you should be worried about that. I feel like that's all my patients biggest fear, but my goal and your goal and Every injector's goal, technically, unless otherwise requested, should be to look exactly like yourself, just a little bit better. Yeah, just amplify a little years off. Yeah, or like amplify like a little section of their face that they really like, or that they kind of like a chin, like maybe a little bit of injection and chin to just give you a little bit more of a chin. Like just totally transforming the face though with filler is just just scary. I don't know. It's just beyond me. Why people? It's also very expensive. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get into this in a second, what, yeah. how much filler you're actually getting with the syringe and all that. But yeah. it's really – it's not enough to really transform anything significantly unless you're buying 10 syringes at a time. Spending buku money on this. Yeah. Show. And at that point, you know, you might as well just get a face transplant. It's so true. <laughs> it's like that movie from, like, the 90s, Face Off. <laughs> what was that what it's called? I don't know, but do you know that they really did do a face transplant on somebody? No way. Really? Yeah, they just did it recently. I can't remember, but someone was in um, this kid tried to blow his face off with okay. a gun. Sorry, Ooh. it just got really dark in here. Um, <laughs> and, you know, 16 years of reconstructive surgery, blah, blah, blah. Someone ended up getting in a car accident and donated their organs. And by the time science had came around, they were like, let's try it out. And he's living life with another guy's face on his face. Holy shit. That's crazy. I know. I don't think that's that's pretty cool. What they're planning on doing the norm, but yeah, I mean, whatever. In like 30 years, it's going to be like what all the the young 21 year olds are doing. (laughs) (laughs) Just picking out genetically modified faces. Oh God. (laughs) Throw them in labs now from rats. Oh, yeah. um, so anyway, anyways. let's talk about the difference between Botox and filler because I cannot tell you the amount of times people point to their nasal labial folds that fold kind of along the cheek between the nose and the corner of the lip and say, can you put Botox here? Can you help this? Can I tell you I was asked that question twice today? Just today. <laughs> and today's people a Thursday. Know. I was That's asked, why we're here. Well, can we just put Botox there? Well, what's the difference between Botox and filler? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So basically, Botox so, stops muscles from moving. Yeah. That's the whole, it. Exactly. So to, without getting too scientific, the what I tell my clients is Botox is for the eyes up. Filler is for the eyes down. And that's just a very the general part. rule of thumb. Obviously, yeah. you can put it at different places. But 
when you're pointing at wrinkles and areas, most of the time the best solution to a problem anywhere below the eyes is going to be a filler. Yeah. Because you have to think of a filler as like a gel implant. Yeah, it's like a it's to fill in a hole pretty much. Exactly. So a valley. Our, our our um wrinkles and lines and creases that we don't like on our lower faces is normally because of volume loss. A combination of volume loss, collagen loss, and dynamic movement. For those yeah. areas, you're going to have to fill it in. Or pick up something with a little bit of volume. And As we age, our fat pads, they're being absorbed. Um, you know, runners or people with chronic illnesses are going to have much more fat absorption in their faces than other people. You have bo- even bone absorption for our 60 and 70-year-olds. Yeah, bone resorption, and your bones get smaller, your fat starts getting smaller, and it starts falling, your skin Separating. starts thinning out. It's just, it's a whole thing. It is, so. That's what filler's for, though, so we're all good. Don't worry. Exactly. So I just wanted to kind of point that out. There's a couple yeah, of different basics. types of fillers on the market, I guess, we can talk about. Yeah, we're really only trying to cover hyaluronic acid based fillers today which all hyaluronic acid based fillers are reversible or or Mm -hmm. dissolvable in a sense um with a chemical called hyaluronidase or i don't there's another vitrate vitrate there you go Mm -hmm. so um yeah these are all reversible there are other fillers out there that aren't reversible so we'll talk about those maybe another time yeah the hyaluronic acid are definitely the most popular yeah or the hyaluronate which is the new wrestling products um they're they're definitely the most popular, the most widely used, I would say, to correct these sort of valleys and wrinkles exactly. and folds. So and because they're reversible, they're the most popular and people like to use them. They last about a year to, I would say most of them last depending Even on the type. Six months to two, two years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're a smoker, it's not gonna last as long in you. Hate to say mm-hmm. it. Usually goes in a few months, so don't smoke and waste your money on filler. Exactly. Or like a cross country runner or a sunbather. Yeah does break it down usually a little quicker do you want to start like talking about like forehead move our way down sure we can do that okay (laughs) do you have anything to say about the uh the temples temples a place people can fill usually when you're older they start to kind of cave in a little bit giving you that gaunt look yes i feel like a lot of the time when people step in the chair the first thing they do is they grab right in front of their ears or right behind their eyes and pull up and they say I just want to look like this yeah all the time pull their face so annoying (laughs) (laughs) don't we all like stop being unrealistic (laughs) it's exactly so a lot of the time um our temporalis muscle right there that connects from our temporal crest right above our eyebrow to our cheekbone that area will start to cave in a little bit. It just won't be as full. It's what causes a little bit of hooding in the eyelid even. Um, it's a great place to put a filler because it's going to lift all that back up and give you that volume and essentially give you a little Support. tiny little facelift. Mm-hmm, it does, yeah. What so, do you like to use uh, the most there? Wrestling Refine's a pretty popular product for that. I like the Luma. Makes you like Voluma there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think you can really – I mean, it's you, you put a good amount there. You kind of massage it down flat, mm-hmm. and it just kind of goes there. So whatever. So all the fillers um, that can be used there's – a, there's a quite a bit of fillers that are FDA-approved for certain areas in America. A lot of people have different preferences on types of fillers. I would say the two most popular companies that make fillers are Allergan, which are the creators of Botox, and Galderma, which are the creators of Dysport. They each have a line of fillers that are very comparable 
Those are probably the most two widely yeah. used hyaluronic acids out there. Allergan makes Juvederm fillers and mm-hmm. the Vicross Galderma. technology. Yeah, which is like Voluma and Velour and Volbella. And then uh, Galderma makes all Restylane products and some other things, but yeah. Exactly. All right. Um, but different people have different preferences on what to use. They're, most of the fillers are only FDA approved for one or two areas. So no, technically no filler was FDA approved in the temples. Doesn't mean it's not used every single day by millions of people. Yeah, it's just off-label. It's just off-label. So that's why there's preferential differences from provider to provider in those different regions. Um, And most providers should be telling you why they're picking a product. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason I like Voluma in the temples is because it has the highest G prime. What is G prime? Um, It's like the bounce. It's like how much it holds up. It's like the, not the firmness, but the the lift of it. Yeah, it's pretty much a made-up term. But doesn't Wrestling Lift has officially the most oh, G-Prime? Right. You're right, you're right. Wrestling Lift does. G-Prime is kind of this made-up <laughs> this, <laughs> made this made term to try, try to define the fillers. Almost like viscosity. the, the yeah. Like they're lifting heaviness, power. Heaviness, lifting power, like thickness. Like how much can this boulder hold Cohesivity. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to describe all of that in one thing. Pretty much what they do is they squirt some product in between two metal plates, twist the plates, and kind of let it roll. The force behind the filler after you relax the metal plates is kind of boring. What I, I've been told. <laughs> I know. Like, how do you even explain this? I know. <laughs> so... Yeah, the Voluma does have a good amount of G-Prime, and it does have really good, like, lifting power for sure. Yeah. You're right. The lift is technically higher on that. Try lift next time and a really gaunt lady. I don't know. (laughs) There's a couple of different charts and research studies were shown every year on these things, you know. The problem is with these research studies, a lot of them are company-driven. So, Mm -hmm. and these companies just battle with each other and, like, oh, mine's better because of our provided research no ours is better because we paid for this research and it's just like it's who the who the fuck can you really believe so exactly. just go off you know your provider has their own personal preferences usually so usually whatever. based off of experience or opinion or the way you know they sometimes were trained exactly sometimes yeah. people only carry one prod one product brand versus the other for yeah. point systems sometimes all and things like that yeah. All yeah so you know there's there's good options both areas. Obviously, there are certain things that shouldn't go in certain places, which we'll talk to you about a little bit later. But, yeah. you know, everyone wants to give you the best bang for your buck so you can be a loyal customer. So don't worry. No one's trying to trick you or get yeah. the best of you, hopefully. So I want to talk about uh, we're over temples, like whatever, right? We got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So under eyes, because this is what the question that we got um, that someone was asking. So their dermatologist was um, telling them that one of the only fixes for dark under eye circles is fillers. And I, t- I even replied back to her and said, you know what? That's pretty much true because there's really no treatment for under eye circles. No laser, no nothing can really fix it. So if you have under eyes that kind of, you know, cave in a little bit, um, by putting filler in there, you can pop it up. But if you have under eyes that are kind of flush with your cheeks and they don't kind of dip in at all, you can't put filler in them to get rid of any dark circles. Cause then you're just gonna have puffy under eyes. So not everybody's a candidate for that. And 
also sometimes when you get filler under your eyes, it doesn't always get rid of your dark circles. So Mm -hmm. just saying it's not a guaranteed treatment. Exactly. You need to have the hollowness because remember a filler is there to fill. So if we're filling, if we're putting in a gel implant where there's not a hollow trough or a separation of your under eye to your cheek, then we're just going to be adding volume to an area that is probably, you don't want any puffier. Yeah. You're just going to make it puffy. If you generally get puffy under eyes from time to time, I would never get filler under your eyes. Mm-mm. It's not going to make it any better. It's just going to make it worse. So It's better to look at surgery at that point because usually the puffiness is from a herniated fat pad or p- poor vascularity. Yeah, poor muscle tone. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Sometimes getting Botox in the crow's feet can make your under eyes more puffy because the muscle's not moving anymore to flush out all that fluid. So who mm-hmm. knows? And, you know, filler's not going to really help any creep. Honestly – any yeah, creepy, creepy skin. skin. Yeah, it's not going to help any skin You really – that's going to be a laser or surgery too, yeah. you know. If you have the hollowness plus the creepy skin, then yes, we can probably help. help you out with some filler, but – Yeah, people think those little under eye lines, like when you smile and whatnot, oh, filler will help that. Nope, probably not. Whenever you are getting an under eye filler too, you want to make sure that your provider has been doing under eyes for a little while. Um, yeah, because I don't even do under eyes. I'm not even going to lie to any of you. I just – I don't do them. <laughs> I've just recently seen a lot of poor treatments of under eyes from someone so who, many out there. who is a little inexperienced and took yeah. a new product and was taught and just wanted to do it on everybody. And I've had to dissolve three of her patients already. It's one of the most dangerous areas to inject too. And one of the most finicky temperamental areas. I mean, you can really screw up someone's face real easily, real quick. Obviously, luckily, these can all be dissolved. So, like I said, I dissolved mm-hmm. three people. They're much happier now. But, like I said, you know, you just you want to ask them, do you have great experience with this? Because, yeah, it, and if they it, use a cannula, that's even better mm-hmm. instead of a needle. A cannula is like a blunt needle. It's not a sharp needle. So, less risk of um, breaking any blood vessels in that area, which that's kind of one of the biggest risks of the area because you can go blind real easily in that area. Yeah, so you you just want to make sure that your provider has a lot of experience with that. The, the problem that too. I've been exactly yeah, if and, you inject and then, honestly anywhere wrong there you go blind as well. I mean you true, can the go cheeks blind too. anywhere. There's in blood your vessels face. everywhere, so just make sure that if you get any weird pain to the area or crazy amount of bruising or just something doesn't look or feel right, just go back to your provider because something's wrong with the vessel that's very serious, and they need to know how to reverse that and how to manage it. Just saying, just Let's throwing just, that out there. With that risk being said of the blindness issue, there've only been 96 cases of blindness since people have been doing fillers. 60 of them were in Korea or Asia countries. It's yeah, very popular over there. That. They, you know, try to achieve more of a Western look with certain fillers and things like that. Um, in a little bit more dangerous areas because their, their medial face, the middle of their face is much flatter than Western and that's where more dangerous areas are. But so only 30 so cases have not been over there. Who knows how many have been in America? Obviously, we're going to be extra precautious and there are reversible issues, things like that. But, you know, you you just if you see any spot that's just not looking right, ex- excess bruising, blackness, tingling, pain out of proportion, mm-hmm. and your provider should absolutely go over this with you. You actually should be signing a consent form going over all these issues before you even get the procedure done if not just walk out (laughs) yeah you should absolutely be signing something that's saying that you're aware of all this or get it done and then sue them what (laughs) (laughs) don't do that maybe she should i don't know 
<laughs> but you can ask those questions. Do you have the reverser on hand? Because that's something that everyone should be having to. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, that's just crazy if they don't have the hyaluronidase. So something to reverse the filler. So favorite Very filler. Would you say it's Restylane? Regular Restylane? 100%. Yeah, that's that's kind of across the board. Everyone says regular Restylane is probably mm-hmm. one of the safest things under the eyes. Again, it's all off-label, but things like putting Juvederm, Volbella, and Velour, you're running the risk of maybe getting nodules under your eyes because we're finding more and more people are getting those types of of Juvederm fillers under their eyes and they're not having good reactions. I read a report that Vobella has 5%, close to 5% complications underneath the eyes, which is mm. a little bit more medicine that we, that we ever like to see. It might not sound like a lot, but you know, that's a risk. And of course, you know, it's not life altering things. It's just excess swelling, but you know, you're paying money for this. You want to look better. You don't want to be having complications and nodules and pain worse. and tenderness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, people get the nodules when they get the vulva. Some people, I mean, and then their under eyes just swell on and off, on and off. So it's just... All the people that I've had to dissolve have been vulva and not necessarily because they have nodules, but just because even it's been... It was also injected, you know, poorly too superficially in my opinion. Um, so you can kind of get this thing called tindling where the skin is very thin and you can kind of see the filler underneath and it looks a little bit bluish. One of, one of the people that I dissolved, she came in and she's like, I've had bruising for six months underneath my eye and I, I, it wasn't my patient. So I'd never seen it. I was like, you can't have bruising for six months. Just come in. Let's see what you're talking about. And it was this tindling effect. Yeah. So. Yeah. Fillery. Again. Superficial can look very blue. So. Yes. There's a great option. Wrestling usually doesn't do that. Um, you know, just make sure your person who you're going to has done this a few times before and have had good results. Yeah. Ask them what filler they're using. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What else? We can talk about cheeks. Cheeks are probably my favorite thing to do ever. I filler. agree. Cheeks and lips are probably my two favorite things to do. They can make such a big difference mm-hmm. in some people's faces. I like doing cheeks in the older women too, because as we get older, like we were saying, the bone starts to resorb and the fat pads start to you know, resorb as well and fall down. So a lot of times doing the cheeks and the cheekbone will kind of give you that little bit of a facelift without the going under the knife. I would say most people kind of start to notice their aging once those fat pads are starting to separate and start to Mm -hmm. be reabsorbing. Um, The ideal, there's a couple of places that we look at in the face for the scientific forms of beauty. Um, One of the most basic concepts of this in a 2D sense is the um, inverted triangle of youth where your chin is the point and your cheeks are the other two points. Um, As we age, that triangle starts to reverse as our fat falls down and we get jowling. Um, That's so by kind of putting filler in the cheeks, it kind of reinstates that inverted triangle and brings everything up. Um, Even people who are coming in complaining about those nasolabial folds or heaviness on the, on their um, mouth area. The Um, marionette lines. Exactly. area. It, it might not get rid of the lines, but it'll really, really help with the heaviness putting yeah. filler in the cheeks. It's usually a good place to start when someone comes in and they complain, oh, my nasolabial folds or oh, my, you know, smile lines and my marionette lines. I want to get rid of those. And I look at them and I'm like, you have no cheeks. You have nothing supporting your lower face. So ideally, it'd be smarter to start there. And then it is more expensive and then go mm-hmm. to fill in the marionette lines and the nasolabial folds. But you know, 
Exactly. I think I personally think everyone could use some volume or some filler. My favorite is Voluma or Restyl and Lift in those areas. Yeah, um, Voluma and Restyl Lift are probably the most popular. I guess people put. Other I also things in there, but I, don't know why I have some waste. good luck with Restyl and Define too, actually. In the cheeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, do you put it in the cheekbones, or do you feel like you put it more mm-hmm. in, like the apple? Mm-mm. Cheekbones. Okay. But. And, oh, I always get people sitting in the chair, and they're like, I don't want to have those big, fake cheeks. I don't want to look like what's-her-name who's famous and now looks like a freak. And I'm like, those people have probably put in, like, over, like, six syringes in their face. Yes. I mean, most people with no cheeks, I can put in a good four syringes, and it still is like, okay, you maybe need some more, you know? Right. Uh, That's the other thing I was going to say. When you're buying a syringe, all fillers are sold by the syringe, and they should be to be sterile and to be healthy and to be 100% safe. Untampered with, yeah. Yes. You want to be buying a 1 ml whole syringe. If I were to squirt a 1 ml whole syringe into a teaspoon. Tablespoon. I thought it was a teaspoon. teaspoon. It's a teaspoon. Teaspoon? Mm-hmm. No way. In, oh, go look it up right now. I, uh, Google away. I believe it. I believe it. Because I know I used to say that too, and then I kept catching myself and had to reevaluate this because it's so crazy. It's only one fifth of a teaspoon. That's just insane. So you would need a fifth of a teaspoon, everybody. So you would need five syringes to even put a teaspoon of a filler in your face. Obviously, we're putting this in very discreet areas where we know you're going to get the most bang for your buck. And mm-hmm. your cheeks is also a very deep injection. It's so, down to the bone usually. Yeah, or so pretty it, deep still. Doing two syringes is really it's gonna be subtle, very subtle, yeah. but it's if really gonna younger, make a difference. And you need a little bit. I mean, fine, but an older woman is probably gonna need around four-ish. Exactly. Is what they, I find in most of my women. One of the companies, the camera which one right now, used to recommend one syringe per decade of life. Mm, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yep, in the I cheeks. could see that. So, well, I'm 30. I do not see myself ever. Well, I have big cheeks anyway. Say <laughs> so mm-hmm. I could not. I would look you a do. damn chipmunk. I mean, I have five syringes in my cheeks or something like that. Really? Maybe it's so four. crazy. You wouldn't yeah. even notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then your face shape is a lot different too. Because exactly. I have, have that more, long, yeah, yeah, flatter face. You have more of a jawline and no cheeks, whereas I have no jawline and big cheeks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you kind of you can't have it all, everybody. So that's why we work <laughs> in this field. So we just make it to where we have it all. <laughs> the other kidding. the other really good thing about doing cheeks though is it kind of if you are someone who has a flatter face, it can kind of bounce that light back into your eyes and make you look a little bit more awake and feel a little more youthful. I would say that's probably one of the biggest. Yeah. Definitely gives you a very – cheeks definitely make you look more youthful for sure. Think about mm. like a fat baby cherub. They always got nice <laughs> full cheeks. <laughs> and they look so young and voluptuous. They do. It's it's probably one of the best things. I had a, I had a client recently who she, and she was like – I just went to LA. Everyone is so sculpted and contoured. What can you do? Of for course, me? I know. They're just like dipped in filler, and they just inject it in their veins. That's they why I'm saying, their... like, don't go overboard. Like, it's just too much. I don't know how people live in LA, and they're just like, yeah, I want to look like everyone else, and just fucking put filler all in my face, please. Just deform me. I don't care. <laughs> it makes me so just sad. Look like a wax. A wax Statue, doll, please. yeah. Like yeah. A wax figure. Make you look like a Kardashian, please, right now. <laughs> I I actually I really think it's going more out of style though, and I'm very thankful for it. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's becoming like, all right, we're done all looking like we're made from the same mold. Let's all be more individual. I think it's like 
definitely starting with the whole makeup thing being more natural and the whole hairstyling. Everyone's letting their hair be natural and air dry and, you know, this whole... It's all a trend. It's all trending. It's all a trend. I also will say that most of the people who walk in and they're like asking for the contour and the cheeks and the giant lips and all that, I would say that's definitely the minority still. It's true because I like never get those patients. Nine, yeah. I would still say like 80, 90% of my clients are still yeah. I'm scared. I don't want to look un- unnatural. Yeah. And like I said before, that's our goal too. You were just trying to make you yeah, look like you had a good either. night's rest and you had – some great sex that I Yeah, before. we don't want people to look at you and be like, hot damn, where'd you get those cheeks? Like, <laughs> right. no. No one should be able to notice you have new cheeks. They should just look at you and think you look refreshed. Exactly. That's why. Um, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I would say the lips are the most noticeable always. If anything, anyone got anything I done. agree. That's probably the most noticeable filler. Everything else, people usually can't put their finger on it if it's done exactly. correctly. Exactly. Um, what I wanted to say is that Dr. Weiner or Dr. Weiner. I like I like Dr. Weiner better. Um, <laughs> I forgot what med spa he or what uh does he work for med spa? I don't know. He yeah, owns it. he owns an aesthetic clinic clinic. Yeah, he's yeah. like in Florida and Deland or something. No, not Deland. Wherever you know where I'm talking about. Destin, right? I I, I don't know North Florida. Sure. Yeah, I googled him one time. Anyway, so he did like kind of like a not a study but like a mini kind of study like for him like two patients Mm -hmm. he injected one patient with restylane lift which is a cheek filler and then he did one with voluma juvederm voluma and the reason he did this is because voluma claims that their cheek filler lasts two years and it's you know lasts forever blah 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 and he's like i don't know if i believe this so when he compared it he found that they literally lasted the same amount of time very interesting. Mm-hmm. He said about a year. And he said the reason that um, Juvederm Voluma c- claims that is because their study is done to where they do a patient, they do injections, and then in a year they do a touch-up injections with like another syringe or two. Mm. So, of course, that is going to last the full two years because you you really did injections a, a year ago. Like, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. So, anyway, I just want to One time I was at – I know. I hope we don't get sued talking about these, throwing these people's names I know. out. <laughs> Whatever. It's but... our own personal opinion. They all do it. You know, exactly. It's just, I just, use both. I like yeah, both. Yeah, totally. I, just... I use both too, and I like both as well. I... And I'm just going to be devil's advocate here because I was at a um, conference once, and Dr. Swift in mm-hmm. Canada, who's an allergen representative. Ah, uh, yeah. He said he did a I study. I think Weiner is a wrestling guy. He is. So everyone's always biased, but exactly. go Exactly. Yeah. Um, he, um, is also a plastic surgeon, and mm-hmm. he injected Voluma. In, oh, he was doing a um, abdominal reconstructive tummy tuck mommy makeover kind of deal. When he removed the piece of fat from the abdomen, which he said he got consent on from the patient, so not a big deal. But anyway, he <laughs> he injected a whole syringe of Voluma in her in her fat that was being removed in her abdomen, and he did a whole syringe of lift in that area took the piece the piece of skin off, put it on the surgical table, put weights on the abdomen, and then when he was done with the surgery a couple hours later, cut where he injected to see which had the higher lifting power still. And he said that the wrestling had spread out more and the voluma stayed more columnous, like more, more in a column more shape. More fluffy? Yeah. yeah, stayed more t- together more in supportive. a column shape. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I, who knows? Pictures? 
I need to do this myself. This is what I need to do. Someone volunteer. Let me cut up your stomach or some body <laughs> fat. I think I obviously think the cheeks are a much better situation because you know no one's really injecting in that abdomen. The tissue is much different there. Yeah, but skin is skin, so who knows? Who right. really I also knows? trust no one's claims half the time because everyone's bought out by somebody. Everyone's sold out in some way or another. So yeah, everyone's got some money back back in those statements. Right? Yeah, you hear ching ching with that. Right. So. Anyway, my whole point with all that was is that the filler lasts about anywhere between a year to two <laughs> years in the cheeks, I would say. Either way, you're fine. But if you're getting yeah. cheek fillers, you should either go with Voluma or Wrestling Lift. Normally. Yeah, and they, they do last quite a bit. So you are paying maybe, I don't know, anywhere between 700 to to $1,000 per syringe. Right? Maybe for Wrestling Lift, it's usually a little bit cheaper, maybe around 500 to 800 per syringe. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm just giving I'm giving ranges of Oklahoma too here. Exactly. And actually LA that's what people people come in all the time being like, um, where's the eight ninety nine Botox around here? And we're like, Where are you coming from? They're like, Oh, LA. We're like, mm, it's not gonna fly over here. So That's really funny. Yeah. Um Yeah, no. Anyway, so moving right along. Cheek hollows, whatever. I mean, I don't know. Cheek hollows. Sometimes I like doing wrestle and define there because it's very stretchy. Someone's got some real. Oh, what are you talking like the accordion like lines, cheek- like underneath the cheekbone? Yeah, you're underneath really the cheekbone. Hollow. If it's just real sunken in, mm-hmm. I've done a wrestle and define on that because it's like a real. It's thick, but it's stretchy, and mm-hmm. so it's just really um easy to just kind of mold in there, just like laying down cement is what I like to say. Yeah, like those those little accordion lines. I would say the top two. For those like small, like the lines that are really in your oh, cheek, like, about, like sleep lines? lines, yeah, or like yeah. the accordion lines in the in those the I'll use hollows. like velour. I was gonna say velour and mm-hmm. um, rustle and refine are my mm-hmm. are my favorite. They they are a little I bit actually softer. Actually, like velour a little bit better for fine lines than rustle and refine. I depends on the skin type and the age. Mm. I would say I would say the younger, softer skin. I like velour a little Re- bit better. I oh, like, you like velour? Okay. Mm-hmm. I like refine a little bit older. Older clients are, yeah. I find skin. that the refine doesn't puff up enough. Enough, it like melts a little bit more for me. I don't know. I was I, w- I did an um a training with somebody. Oh God, what was his name? I can't remember right now. But um he was saying for a refine you have to be injecting very 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 superficially. So you oh have to yeah, inject a little bit differently. So. I literally shear the needle, which means I can legit watch the needle traveling up. But I have to do that with velour too. Mm-hmm. Ample Bella mm-hmm. for like lip lines, those smoker lines that people get. I use a lot of velour for that though. So, this would you say this is the off-label area or do you think I mean I don't know. I don't know if uh Restylane silk is on label for lip lines? It is. Is it? I think so. I don't know what... Volbella and Silk are both for lip lines and for lips, yeah. And I'll use Volbella for just a very subtle lip line, but I feel like most people that I see are a little bit older, and they have real deep lines there, so that's when I'll use Velour. I don't know. Let's talk about lips in general. People freak out about lips. We did a whole episode on lips. Oh, we did. Refer to that episode, people. Refer to episode... Four for lips, because I ain't got time for that crap right now. So let's talk about nasal labial folds. Okay. On label products for that would be Juvederm. Just Velour, everything, right? Anything. Restylane. Shit, I've put in lift. Shit, I'd put in the cheeks in there. <laughs> I don't care. 
I'll put whatever <laughs> the nasal folds or the marionette lines. I literally does not matter. It just depends on how deep they are, or what I'm feeling at the moment. Yes, exactly. So how much that, lift they need? That's actually one of the more dangerous areas um, for vascular occlusion around the nose. Yes, mm-hmm. you have an artery that goes straight to your nose, and it becomes very deep to very superficial, and you don't know exactly where it's going to happen. So yeah. it can um, literally make the tip of your nose start to necrose which means die so mm-hmm. just pay attention if you get blanching or you get pain really blanching means pain the skin turns white yeah sorry i forget that sometimes that your provider then, should be seeing that happen immediately and would reverse it immediately but you know if you're feeling something that's like way out of proportion pain or yeah, something maybe like when that, you go home that night you start it. to notice that yes call them like immediately mm-hmm or if you notice that, you could put like a hot pack on your face, help dilate those vessels, Take hopefully get aspirin. some blood flow to the nose. Yeah. Also, if you've had a nose job before, be very careful injecting around Mention on or it. near the nose. Tell them. Yeah, tell your provider because your vascularized, your your vascular vessels, what am I saying? What am I trying to, yeah, there you go, is uh, now compromised. It's just not the same. So, so fuck that shit up real quick. But it's probably one of the most injected areas, so obviously it's pretty yeah. safe. But you just, you know, most people should. It's it's a basic. It's kind it of has a basic a risky area. It's a basic bitch area to inject. It's kind of one of the yeah. first things you learn as the injector. So it's true. That and the marionette lines. It's like I could do that with my eyes closed in my sleep. Like, meh, you're fine. <laughs> it's like so easy. <sighs> but now, cheeks uh, and lips and temples and under eyes. That's when it starts getting a little bit more complicated. So well, I also feel like it gets a little bit more artsy there. You know, it does. Like you get, mm-hmm. you're doing a little bit more sculpting. Yeah. Although, oh my God, I saw this one girl, poor girl. I had to dissolve it all from this. Another provider injected her with Juvederm Ultra Plus, which is like thick ass shit. It's like real thick and literally made her look like a gorilla. She had like no nasolabial fold. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, like a bulldog. It was so bad. Mm -hmm. I felt so bad for her. Ruined her face. So I had to dissolve it. And it that's always something because I picked the right thing for the person. I, I, I've gotten a couple of people who literally have body dysmorphia and they'll yeah. tell me they see a line in between their cheek and their, and their lip. And I'm like, that's not a line. That's a shadow because your cheek yeah. protrudes further than your lip, which is exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. If you want a, a higher, like, and, and it just gets very hard to reason with those people because they want something they that is ultimately it. going to make them look worse. And it's not anatomically normal or perceived as a, a youthful appearance and yeah. so it, it gets it it's gets not hard the scientific sometimes. look of yeah. beauty either it's not the ratios and the exactly. symmetry that is supposed to be natural exactly so if 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 your injector is kind of telling you i wouldn't do that for you obviously you're the one paying you can do whatever you want but you know maybe take that into consideration that they've seen a lot more faces than you <laughs> true not to be a bitch for a living although i don't know because some of them some providers just suck like how do you screw up filling a nasolabial fold i mean i don't get it but yeah. hey what do you sometimes it happens yeah either you got it or you don't it's true so either you're an artist or you're not it's really Sorry true about well another area that you can fill is the marionette lines that area to help turn the corners of the mouth, that to start to turn the corners of the mouth downwards. I think that's one of the most aging looks on women. They always mm-hmm. ask me, what would you do first when you look at my face? And if they have a marionette line, that is like the one thing. I'm like, we need to address that right now. Because mm-hmm. that can really 
take years off someone's face when you fill that in. It's true. And people lose weight too. They're like, oh, I, you know, they're like 35, 40 and they lost like 50 pounds. And then all of a sudden they get those folds. Mm -hmm. That happens a lot too. Keep that in mind, people. You lose it just weight, makes you look you get more wrinkles. Yeah, it just makes you look angry too, you know? Yeah. I, re- I was I, like, why are you so mad? No. I read something one time that said at like age 40, you have to choose between your ass and your face. And I think it's very true. What? Why? Because if you want to work out and make your body look good, you're going to lose all your fat in your face quicker. And then you're going to look What like- if you're not fat to begin with? Well, you just keep it up then, I guess. Let's hope this doesn't happen to me. Make sure last. you're not turning into a runner or something. Do something that's good for your face. Yeah, or tape that shit up. Yeah. Or tape that <laughs> shit up when you run. There's, there is a mask Kinesio you can buy. Tape on, for your face. <laughs> there, there, there's a mask you can buy I on do. Amazon. It's like a nylon face mask that like supposed to hold your shit up nice and tight when oh you're running. God, that's I know. hilarious. But I, you would look like a... You look like a crazy ass, like Rob. I would be scared. Oh yeah, of you I, I bet it protects you. you from the sun as well. So like, oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like that scuba material, you know? Yeah, because runners can really start to look pretty gone, pretty haggard quickly. after a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of those ones you see like in their sixties that are running forever, and you're like, damn, girl, mm-hmm. their skin just looks like sandpaper. Yeah. yeah, I know. Anyway, what else? <laughs> we got jawline. We got chins. Yeah, obviously filler again. It's a sculpting tool. It's an implant. You can be, put it in your jawline to recreate your jawline. Also, kind of recreating that mandibular angle between your ear and your chin along your jawline can really pull the jowls back a bit, or mm-hmm. just make you look a little bit fresher and more youthful. Because a lot of times, that's one of the first areas women will kind of start to show bone reabsorption is in that area yeah as it as you start to get older just the jawline starts to go too so Mm -hmm. yeah it's a nice that uh dr dr wiener again Mm -hmm. (laughs) wiener he does that whole jawline on his instagram if you ever want to see i mean he does a lot of that for older. yeah he has a patent rejuvenation so ridiculous (laughs) it's great but it's it's, brilliant i know it is he's working the market i know (laughs) Like all his like little videos crack me up. I'm like really, <laughs> so cracks me up. Anyways, um, you also can put filler in the hands because Lift is now approved for the hands. Yeah, Wrestling Lift. Yeah, the the only other one that was approved for the hands was Radius. Uh, Radius, which is not a hyaluronic acid, but still great product. Yeah, I only would use it in the hands. I've used it a couple times people's faces, but it's not reversible, so I don't mm-hmm. even usually like to go there and risk it. But right. now that Lyft is approved for the hands, I Might honestly well probably will start using that more. Yeah, so people who have that thin skin, you can see all their ligaments and their yeah. veins. It's it's um, really like easy. It's dying before they are. Yeah, exactly. It's not painful. It's no, easy. super easy procedure. Yeah, it takes five minutes. It's yeah, super quick, super easy. So that's a really good option. Um, again, with the jawline and everything, sorry to go back to that. The chin, like you were saying, um, yeah. that's a really good one for people who. Just kind of need that face shape that that there's a certain ratio, like we were saying earlier, there's certain ratios in your face your provider should be looking at, and a lot of times that can just really help pull it all together. Yeah, a little bit stronger of a chin can really help your just overall side profile and everything. So I know a lot of people are doing filler in the nose now too, non-surgical nose jobs mm-hmm. and all that. Um, I think that's a great option. I don't think it's the best option for everybody. I also am a little unsure on how long it lasts. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so. not into ever doing that. Like, I don't want 
to do it because I feel like once you start doing filler on the nose, you kind of become like a nose filler person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, y- you'll start doing that a lot. I don't know. I just don't ever want to be pigeonholed into something like that. And I feel like that starts to become a little niche, you know, like it's. Yeah, I just have noticed that have to do it a lot certain to probably... areas of the nose just don't hold filler as well when it's just directly on mm-hmm. cartilage. It just isn't, isn't, isn't maybe not the best option all the time. I think it's a great option for certain people and who just want a little tweak and a little twinge and this and that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what else is good? Putting filler and the earlobes. I love mm-hmm. doing that. These older women or, you know, women in general that they wear heavy earrings and their, you know, their holes have been stretched out and now their earlobes are really long and saggy. Just so easy. You just put, I think I put some filler in one of your earlobes mm-hmm. too. Yeah. When mine was stretched out and yeah. it's perfect now. My earrings is up much high, higher. It looks so much yeah. better. I know women are so happy when I get to do that. Time. I'm like, see, you would have never thought filler will fix this problem because mm-hmm. I'll see them and point it out to them. I mean like, Hey, you yeah. want to do that? It's really simple. Um, oh, and the necklines too? Yeah, that's starting to be color. a thing, yeah. yeah. I'm not into that either. I don't really care to get into it. I'd I rather just... just not even offer it. <laughs> I don't want the headache. <laughs> Is that horrible? Like, I just refuse to do certain things because I'm like, I don't want to deal with the drama that could be associated with this and the, the patient that is so high maintenance to want this. Do you the know skin, The skin is just so different there. I think hyaluronic acid fillers there are just not the best option. There are better options, and we will get into that later. Yeah, yeah. I um, but uh, well, the one other thing I want to talk about filler was um, the glabellar lines. Oh, yeah, in between. That area We've got to touch on that Botox, though. Do we? Okay, like, don't yeah. do it. Yeah. It's just dangerous. Um, there are a couple safer ways to do it, but, you know, again. We've both done it. Do we like doing it? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we do it often? No. Yeah, I have, like, a new thing that I'm doing with clients where I, I want them in every three months to get a full two-correction treatment of Botox, and then after they've done that for, like, six months – then we can assess for filler that, if they still want it. That's really nice of you to your patients. Because I will tell you, I'm not that nice. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> not doing it's it. It's dangerous. Just get over Do it. Do your Botox and laser, get a nice chemical needling. peel. Right. And a laser resurfacing. And keep up with your Botox. I am not doing it. I mean, if you think about Very it, rarely. the filler is not going to last forever. You're going to have to do another, you know, high-risk treatment. You know, yes. I think there is better options. So. It's not worth like losing your forehead skin and maybe going blind like no so yeah what else we miss anything you know shouldn't do filler in your boobs you shouldn't do filler in your butt no not hyaluronic acid that's not where it goes like i said like we said before it's a fifth of a teaspoon yeah. You're not going to be creating much drama in your ass with hyaluronic acid with a fifth of a Sometimes teaspoon. I'll get that question from people like, oh, can we put this in my butt or something? Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm doing an accent. I don't know where they're from, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't know. So don't know. hopefully this was informative. Um, we hopefully. were a little all over the place. Um, just trying to make it a conversation. So if you have questions, email us. We'll answer them. That's it. We're out of here.
Thanks for listening, everyone. And if you just love our podcast, please rate us on iTunes. We appreciate all the stars you have to give. Also, stop by our website, locomedpros.com, for more information about today's topics and products we mentioned. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at locomedpros, where you can even see pictures of our real patients. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, email or DM us, and we can address those topics on future episodes. Um, Also, thanks again. Catch you next time. Bye.